Today's scripture is from Mark 9, verses 2 through 9. Follow along with your bulletin, your Bible, or on the screen. The Transfiguration. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up the mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and, and with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. The coming of Elijah. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The word of God for the people of God. Lord Jesus, reveal your glory to us. For we need to see it. We need to be challenged by it. We need to know the comfort of it. Knowing all things come under your command. Lord Jesus, show us your glory. Amen. On the church calendar, we are blessed to have many, 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 many special Sundays. If you truly wanted to celebrate every special Sunday we have on the calendar, you could have more than one on some days and one on all Sundays. There are that many of them. And that's a, a joy to my heart. There are things in life that we need to celebrate. Some churches have no need to celebrate Organ Donor Sunday. But I had a lady in one church who always paid for her friend to go on a cruise with her every year because she was an organ donor and had saved her life. We celebrated that special Sunday in that church because everyone was familiar with that story. These special Sundays are important. They remind us of our history, of our heritage, and of the power of our faith. And through it all runs a common thread. The greatness of our God. On Baptism of the Lord Sunday, in this church, we placed, last time we placed a beautiful, shallow, but about that big around dish. Peggy, did you bring that? 
I think you did. But with small stones in the bottom. And we touch the water and then we mark ourselves with the sign of the cross. Reminding us that we belong to God. That God has a call on our lives through baptism. We are God's servants. Uh, Stephen, show the first one. There it is. At this church where Sissy and I were assigned, well, this scene was Pentecost. Take a close look. Now, the blue is a piece of... Show me the the blue river from the pulpit, Stephen. Thank you. The blue was made by using a piece of cloth that had been in the church so long that no one knew where it had come from and no one dared throw it out or take it home with them. The rocks are simply pillows from a sofa, somebody's couch. And they grab sticks and twigs and finished out the theme of the whole thing. You can't really tell it from that picture, but that's about 40 feet long. And it flows from the pulpit into the midst people. It was a wonderful way to celebrate rivers of life coming from our Lord and coming from God's Word and the preaching of it. Ordinary household items were changed into a river of living water flowing. To us. Whether it be the baptism by water, by the Holy Spirit, or by God's love, aren't we changed from ordinary human beings into rivers of others flowing into the lives of people around us? On Scouting Ministry Sunday, The scouts led us in the Pledge of Allegiance. On Mother's Day and Father's Day, it's flowers. On Palm Sunday, strips of palm get changed into crosses. Okay, now show the one with balloons, Stephen. On Pentecost, this church celebrated the birthday of the church with a party in the sanctuary. We have the banner with bells attached and candles and names called and handbells rung on All Saints Sunday, one of my favorite days. We celebrate the ministry of the laity with Laity Sunday. Y'all come in and take over. And I get to sit with Sissy. 
one day a year. But you have no idea what that day means. To see what y'all are doing to celebrate your work. What a wonderful thing to do. What a wonderful gift. Memorial Day, World Communion Sunday, Lent, Easter, Advent, Christmas. They're all made special in some way. Even our architecture very deliberately reflects the mission and ministry of the church. Sanctuary. The first week I arrived, I walked in there. And I knew immediately what I was seeing. Do you notice the upside down uh, ship? The roof is designed deliberately to look like an upside down ship. Reminding us that we, the church, are the ship of faith. And folks, let me tell you that that aisle was as long as it looks. I had bridal parties that when they finally got up in front of the altar, they were panting. <laughs> I, I often teased the church council that they should buy about halfway down as a resting spot for them. But we, do, we have all these different ways of celebrating life in Christ and the special, significant events of our faith. But what are we to do with Transfiguration of the Lord Sunday? I mean, think about it. We have mysterious clouds, dead men appearing and disappearing. We have Jesus glowing with a blinding light. The voice of God booms like thunder, and it is as if the entire mountaintop is on fire. Okay. I was talking with Norbeth about this earlier, and I told her, I think I've got some ideas. Rent a couple of fog machines. Clouds taken care of. Jesus radiating the glorious light of holiness from heaven. I've got that one covered too. At just the right moment, signal Wayne to turn on a whole bank of football stadium floodlights reflecting and blinding light off of my new suit made entirely of silver thread. Okay, I haven't quite figured out how to get dead people to appear and disappear, but there's got to be a way. And I told Norbeth I would figure it out. Nora Kate just so y'all remember her real name. She told me, but Pastor Steve, that would be entertainment evangelism. And we don't do that around here. I didn't even know she knew what entertainment evangelism was. That's a smart young'un back there. 
And maybe that is the greatest wonder of all. That the transfiguration actually happened. That it was real. And it is so unique and so powerful and so glorious and so majestic that there is no way in the world to replicate it. Not that way. I, I read the scriptures, I read the chapters preceding uh, this, these verses in particular, and some after. And I really felt sorry for these poor, pathetic disciples. Because all of this happened in a week that was filled with wonders and glorious truths. Peter had declared Jesus to be the Messiah, the Son of God. That's an incredible moment of truth. Jesus had dropped a spiritual bomb on them that the Messiah must suffer die. And even more somber news. If anyone follows me, forget self and carry your cross. The disciples knew what Jesus was saying when he said, pick up your cross. Anyone who picked up a cross during Roman occupation never put it down again. They were nailed to it. That was the only way out. Jesus was talking about a commitment unto death. And they had already put their name on the dotted line. They had signed the contract. They were going to the Super Bowl of Faith. And Jesus tells them exactly what he was saying to them. These disciples who had already said yes to Jesus and who couldn't take it back, now confronted the truth of what it means to say yes to Jesus. How much they must have needed to see the full glory of God revealed after the week they had had. Like someone in a hospital room or in hospice care. Like someone whose marriage is crumbling or whose business is failing. Like someone with a troubled teen or a broken heart an empty cupboard with no place to live, who lives feeling 
unloved. How much they must have needed to see the full glory of God put on display. Leonardo da Vinci once took a friend to view his great masterpiece, The Last Supper. His friend studied the painting for a while, and then he said, the most striking thing in the picture is the cup. Well, da Vinci immediately grabbed his brush and with one stroke wiped out the cup. Then he said, nothing in my painting shall attract more attention than the face of my master. There are so many distractions that would take our eyes off of Jesus. We must take time to climb some mountains because there are so many people who need to see the glory of God fully revealed in us. Amen.